Get ready for the world's greatest Arsenal podcast. Welcome to another podcast by Guns and Yellow Ribbons. Enjoy the show. Hello, welcome to another episode of Guns and Yellow Ribbons. I'm your host, Fergus. I'm joined, uh, well, I don't know if I'm joined, but I, he's definitely physically there in person. Guna Hilsey is on holidays in Corfu. It's two hours ahead. He's been on the beer since probably, I don't know, what time the bar open? The all-inclusive, probably about 10 a.m. this morning. Um, since um, last yeah, night. He's, um, <laughs> he's still on it from last night. Also, Danish Gunnar and Big T. We're going to look at the North London derby, build up into the North London derby. We're also going to look at it a little bit back towards the Brentford game, the international <laughs> break and some of the, the injuries. Um, before I say hello, and before I um, uh, before I say hello, and before we go any further, I just wanted to say uh, we had um, a message come through, uh, which I saw in one of the Facebook groups from Edders MK, and he said more, he lost his boy to cancer this morning, uh, and he goes on to say how much he loved Arsenal, he was proud of Gunnar, and during his battle, um, he, he saw the FA Cup wins, etc. Um, and throughout all his treatment, he listened to some podcasts, including. Fantastic Arscast, Chronicles of Laguna, Handbreak Off. But he also mentioned Guns and Yellow Ribbons. And to me, that just really made me feel very proud and very honoured to uh, give um, give uh, some solace to Gary and um, Ben. Ben was in his early 30s. He's a massive Arsenal fan. Very brave, kept fighting till the end. And he wanted to, to be as fit in as much as he could uh, with his um, remaining time with his friends and his family. I always wanted to do an away day, and uh, I've got some pictures here of him doing an away day uh, with um, with Ross Hoggy, a friend of the show, at Southampton away, um, and they had a really good time. His brother Luke uh, survives him as well, and there's his dad as well. So um, we just wanted to pass on our condolences and say, you know, another gooner in the sky. You just keep a look down and make sure you're screaming good and loud, Ben, um, uh, uh, on Saturday morning. Right. Um, Trev, how drunk oh, well, are you? Ferg, I can't move on until, you know, I'm, my thoughts are with, with the whole family and the fact that we might have made them smile a little bit on the long road they went through, I'm truly humbled, I'm truly humbled. And I'm uh, with the family and um, God bless them all and, and I wish them all the very best. Um, Going back to the podcast now, as we have to do, you can't dwell forever. Um, I'm absolutely shit-faced, babe. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> Drunk as a skunk, mate. I, I, I guess so. When the, the message you sent to me about the Southampton away arrangements, I went, oh, he's had a few sherbets. <laughs> but you're committed now, it's so on. that's it. It's all done. Yeah, it's on. It's on. Don, it's it's on. on. Don has come in and uh, it's all happening. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> right. Um Tony, um, did you get to Brentford? Did you do Brentford away? No, mate, I didn't do Brentford away. I didn't um, get tickets, but to be fair, um, I'd had so much on. and Yeah, it was just too much logistically as well. Just had so much on a week after getting back from holiday. Um, I didn't get to, um, but I did end up watching the game and I was thoroughly, thoroughly impressed with not only the, um, the win uh, and the three goals, but just the manner of the performance from start to finish. I thought it was... Um, it was very, very good. Um, controlled it from start to finish. And, and in all fairness, five, six, even seven nil probably wouldn't have, um, you know, been a fair reflection of just how dominant we, that, you know, we were. Yeah, uh, to be honest, Trevor, you remember when we were there last season, you, you spent most of the game there until you walked out in disgust at the end. Um, but uh, I'll just take you off mute because of the background noise. 
Um, uh, don't blame you me for that, Fergus. Don't you go no, no, blaming no, no. me for that, son. No, the, the, the noise that they, the Brentford fans made, I'll tell you what, the noise that the Arsenal fans made, uh, there was 1,600 of us there and we made a huge amount of noise. Um, what, Alex, what did you make of the... Go on, go on, Trev, go on, you're going to respond to that. Um, just following on from what Tony said, what a great performance it was at Brentford. Totally controlled the game. Don't listen to what you hear on the media at all. We, we were in total control um, from start to finish and we were never going to lose the game. And as you said, Ferg, such a turnaround from last season. You know, so exciting what we're seeing. I'm so excited. And uh, let's just, we're only going to get bigger and better. We're going to have the odd hiccup on the way, but we're only going to get bigger and better, mate. Mm. Uh, Alex, talk to me about the three great goals. We had a goal from Saliba. Uh, it was it was outstanding. Jesus and Vieira. He comes from Portugal. He plays for Arsenal. Vieira, um, a great goal. It was a screamer for goal. So talk us through those for us. Yeah, like first of all, um, I agree. You could you could hear the fans through the telly. Um, amazing atmosphere. It seemed like through the through the telly. And then for the goals, um, yeah, the first goal, corner kick. Um, and I just want to shout out Nicholas Jober again because it just seems to be working all the time, um, what he does. Uh, we keep scoring. Cheers, cheers, Trev. <laughs> we keep scoring on, on corner kicks. Um, and I was, a, I was a love. Sorry, Alex. What a crap effort that was, Trev. What a <laughs> crap effort. <laughs> Go again. <laughs> I mean, listen, boys. I'm, can, I'm sorry. I'm, Alex, I'm so sorry, Sean. Oh, it's yeah. going to be one of these podcasts, but, is it? It is. We're stopping in a fantastic hotel called the Aphrodite Hotel in Rhoda on Corfu, right? And I told them tonight that I needed to do a podcast with you guys. And they've all been so helpful. And I'm now sat in the restaurant just a little bit away from everyone else. They've bought me a beer. Um, Panos, Panos, the lad who works here, now subscribes to us. Although he is a dirty yeah. Liverpool fan, I've forgiven him because... <laughs> He has subscribed to us, so um, wonderful. I'm having a wonderful time. International break couldn't have been spent better, but it's Thursday, isn't it? And the nerves are now kicking in because you young boys know, you know, this weekend is the weekend. But Ferg, I'm gonna, I'll just say one more thing, then I'm gonna cut off and leave you boys to it. I don't think in many, many years. I've had as much confidence in an Arsenal team as I have now that are going to understand the importance of this game, the importance of the North London derby. I think the message will be put across and, you know, I think they'll play for the badge. And I'm so excited about beating Tottenham this weekend. I'm so hopeful. But I'm going to cut off here because I'm going to drink beer and watch you boys. Okay, you sit there in the background. We'll just put you on mute for now. (laughs) Cheers, Drew. so yeah, just finish off on those goals, and then I, the only thing I wanted to do is uh, is talk about um, Ethan, the the fifteen fifteen year old god. Tony's got to ask me to pronounce his surname. That's not happening. Wanyeri. <laughs> Sorry, what was his name? That's what we, that's what we, we just call him Ethan Dave. Wanyeri. Let's call him Dave. 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 <laughs> finish off on those goals, please. Uh, yeah, uh, I think please. I was on about the the Saliba goal. Uh, another corner kick. Um, I can't remember how many we've scored this season, but I think it was the third, fourth already this season. Um, so yeah, Nicholas Jova, um, he's he's doing well. And then the second goal was um, a lovely crossing from from uh, Xhaka, um, which Jesus headed in uh, brilliantly. 
uh, where he went uh, between the two defenders uh, from Brentford and and headed it in. Powerful header as well. Um, mm. Not not an easy finish. And then the third goal, um, I think you mentioned it before, but yeah, Vieira, he banged it in from uh, 25 yards out, um, hit the post and went in. And you could just, I just watched the highlights uh, before coming on and you could just hear the, the ping of the of the bar as it went in. Um, and yeah, three. Vieira. And then you can hear the fans singing. He plays for us. Oh, oh, I love it. Go on, go on, what are you saying, Alex? <laughs> Stop muting yeah. my mic, Douglas. I'm going to get annoyed with you. <laughs> yes, yeah, as, as, as soon as the goal went in, you could hear the, the fans singing his name. Um, so, yeah, what a debut he had. It was indeed. Uh, Tony, do you reckon he, he actually meant to get that spin and that, that flick on it? Uh, I, I know he's he's got a reputation. I've not seen him uh, in Portugal, but he had quite a good reputation there. Um do you reckon he meant to meant to kick it like that? Yeah, no, I don't. I think it was a complete miss hit. I think he was trying to go back to Ramsdale, play it safe, keep possession. <laughs> but of course, he meant to shoot, and of course, he meant to score. Obviously, players nowadays with the new technology of the ball, new technology with a new ball, they spin. You know, you've only got it in a certain position. Um, again, whether he's hit, meant to hit it with that sort of spin and and caress it the way he did, we'll never know. But it's a fantastic strike and. Obviously, like Alex just said on his full debut, I think when, when he went in, uh, you sort of see how much it meant to him. Um, what a load of rubbish. What a load of rubbish, big lad. What a load of bunkum you're talking about. Of course he meant it, big time. Of course he meant it. He knew what he, he was said. doing. Slotted it in. Unbelievable you are, big lad. Unbelievable. Trev, Trev, can you do me a favour? If you get the opportunity, if you don't mind pissing off and putting Panos, you know, I'm happy to talk to Panos instead. <laughs> Panos has gone football training, believe it or not. <laughs> oh, shame you didn't go with him. Listen, I... listen, looking at the... St- Look at the stats on that game. We had we had the majority of the possession, sixty four percent possession, six uh, attempts off target, seven on target. As Trevor said at the beginning of this, uh, before he got further inebriated, that uh, we did dominate the game. But one question I did have uh, on on the um, the game was we brought on a fifteen year old um, Ethan uh, Wanieri um, at ninety minutes, and he was yeah, he's a big lad. He is a big. There was no way we we're looking at God Christ. He looks 18, 20 years of age. He's quite stocky. And when you compare him to, say, Eddie Nketiah, who has bulked up a lot, he, he's much bigger. But look at look at down here. We've got Matt Turner. OK, let's not slag off our own players. Uh, you've got Matt Smith, Ethan Nuari, um, and then Lino Sousa. And, and, and some of the other players that we've got in there, we seem, totally, we seem to be having quite a lot of young. Do we have enough depth in the squad to go... Through to, we've got nine games. Look, we've got these nine games coming up in October. We've got Tottenham, obviously, at the weekend. Bodo, Liverpool, Bodo again, Leeds, Man City, Southampton, PSV and, and Forest. Do we have enough in that squad? Uh, possibly not. Um, deep down, I still wanted one more addition in the squad, maybe two. Um, on paper, when you look at the first 16, it's pretty good. You know, if you're throwing Smith-Rose, Inchenko was missing El Nenny, all of a sudden the squad looks better. Um, unfortunately, the old age, the adage with Arsenal is you do need that little bit of luck uh, on the injury front. With Arsenal, we don't seem to get there for whatever reason. 
Um, obviously, Party coming back is a big, big plus, and it looks like him, Odegaard are going to be fit for the weekend. Zinchenko is going to be fit for the weekend. So all of a sudden, you throw, you know, you, you throw Zinchenko and Odegaard back into that. You know, Vieira just had that little bit more experience there. And, you know, it's not as bad as it looks. But again, with every team, it doesn't even matter if you're Man City, you need an element of luck with injuries. Um, we always said that we only have to see it through to the side of Christmas and then we can finish off the job we need to do in the transfer window in January. Whether we get yeah, that luck, I, I, whether we can see it through, obviously yeah. remains to be seen. So, you know, it's, it's one of those questions where you, you, it's probably an open question. You'd have to come back to it in sort of three months' time. Well, in three months, I agree with you that it is uh, get through these these nine games in October. Then we got a couple of games in in November, and then we're we're breaking for the World Cup. So then the transfer window. So if at the end of October we're still in a similar position, or in in our in our there or thereabouts, I think then if we can strengthen correctly, I think it's really good. Um, I, th- I Alex, think you just uh, get, have game management as well, and this is where Arteta is going to really earn his stripes. Going to sort of Bodo and. You should be able to play your so-called second string. You're in Ketia's, you know, Marquinhos is um, bring holding in um, and, and give those people that have not had sort of many minutes the opportunity and uh, and a run it. No, I agree, I agree. International break uh, bored us all to death. Um, Alex, uh, you went through the the squad and you you went through like players like Saliba. You you, you saw Saliba, Odegaard, Tierney, Party. Uh, run through what you your, your your bit on the international break first, please, mate. Yeah, um, I just wanted to update uh, on all the players ahead of the the game on Saturday and see uh, who's available or not. Um, I'll start with Saliba. Um, he played uh, around 70 minutes in France's first game against Austria, helped them keep a, a clean sheet and a 2 0 win. Um, then he was in the starting 11 for the France game uh, against Denmark in Copenhagen, which I uh, saw live in the stadium. Um, and I must say, he, he struggled a lot in the, in the first half. Uh, Denmark went up 2 0 in the first half. Um, and he was subbed off um, during the the halftime, um, but yeah, no injury concerns for him. And then Odegaard, he of course missed the game uh, against Brentford, which allowed Vieira to play, uh, but he had a calf problem. Uh, but then he played both of Nor- Norway's um, international games against Slovenia and Serbia. Did that worry you? That he was playing both. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Um, I mean, you don't want to see a player who just missed the game due to injury play two two times 90 minutes uh, in, in the international break. So, yeah, I was quite worried and keeping an eye on when he played. But um, there's considerable hope that he's fit for the game versus Tottenham. He didn't pick up any new niggles or anything um, for Norway. So he should be fit and ready uh, for Saturday. And Tierney? And then Tierney... Um, he played 85 minutes for Scotland in the first uh, international game against Ukraine, which they won 3 0. Um, and then he started the game versus Ireland as well, uh, but was subbed off just before half time uh, due to a head injury. But like Odegaard, he should be ready uh, for the Northland derby as well. It, I think it was just precautionary that he was brought off. Um, did, um, did Zinchenko play for Ukraine? He did join, join up with the. Uh, Ukraine team at all. Um, he also had a calf injury, which he sustained um, uh, before the international games. 
He was suspended um, for the first game anyway, wasn't he? Uh, yeah. So, so uh, um, I suppose precautionary, they probably just left him out and yeah, no risk. Yeah, the, I think he just yeah. stayed at Coney to be ready for the game versus Tottenham. He, he should be ready as well. They're hopeful that he'll be and able how, to... How, how much will he be up for that game? Zinchenko like, he's one of us, he's a gooner and he's going to be well up for that game, you would have thought. I think it's going to be very important that we have him... Um, it's crazy how much he controls the pace of the game when he plays, when he drifts into mid, midfield as well. Uh, he's going to be vital for us uh, Saturday. Trev, do you want to add something? Yeah, it's really interesting what, what, what I've listened to, Danny. What you've got to remember, boys, is that when we get injuries, our substitutes are our third choices. So we're not going to look so strong. I'm really happy with the squad at the moment. I, I agree with Tony. One more signing would have been perfect. Absolutely perfect. But I'm not unhappy with the squad. It's just interesting. This th There's going to be an argument cropping up now, and I'm going to start it off. This this going to be the zinchenko Tierney thing, isn't it? Do we play either, either, or both? What happens, you know? Because there's no doubt that Tierney and Zinchenko are two of our best players, our very best players. So how does it work? How do we fit it in? What do we do? Well, it depends if party is available. And what, what happened on party, um, uh, Alex? Yeah, um, he went away with the Ghana squad um, and he was in the starting 11 for their game against Brazil. But then he pulled out uh, during the warm-up and since went back to Coney to be assessed ahead of the game Saturday. But he should be ready. They're hopeful that he's going to be ready to play um, so I'm really crossing my fingers for that one. Tony, could you see uh, maybe uh, playing KT and then if Party's not available, um, moving Shaka across and, and playing Zinchenko, or is that just too uh, too lack of balance? Would you would you have Vieira instead? Yeah, I think that for years we've had square pegs in round holes, um, and the argument has always been, you know, the criticism of Shaka. Why, why start moving Shaka around when he's producing arguably his best form in, in a long time? It has been for the last sort of 12, 14, 16 months for Arsenal. You know, let's, let's not start moving too many pieces around. If, if one piece of the puzzle, the jigsaw, is removed, let's not move a load of pieces around to try and accommodate that, that shape. Let's, you know, if, if party's out, I'd rather just go straight with like a Zinchenko or, or, or a Laconga straight into the team. Keep the shape, keep the dynamics and go like for like rather than try and move everything around because too much movement may, may um, the fluency and then and, and, and what we've been, been producing the, at the moment. Yeah, the apple cart really, yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's spot on, mate. Exactly that. And uh, there was two other players. We, we know Smith Rowe has gone. He's now confirmed he's out for surgery and probably won't yeah. be back till Christmas. What happened, what happened with Tommy Asu? <laughs> Yeah, he played uh, the full 90 minutes for Japan uh, versus uh, USA in the first game, uh, which they won. And then he didn't feature in their second game, um, as he also went back to London Coney to be assessed ahead of the game. He had some small niggles as well, but he should be ready as well. Okay. So, we, we've got through the international... Look, look, the, the Tommy thing is really interesting, what... what uh... What Alex says in that a lot of people have been saying, oh, Arsenal need to be worried. Tommy Astor is saying he's not getting enough game time. I look at it completely the opposite. I'm, I think we need a whole squad that are wanting game time, that are wanting to play for the Arsenal, that are thinking they're good enough. You know, that that's what we've been lacking. We've been lacking it badly. 
And we just spoke about um, Party and Xhaka as well. You know, I've been one of Xhaka's biggest critics. You know that. You all know that. I've said it. But there's no doubting the lad has been one of our leaders this year and his performances have been amazing. And if 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 people are getting injured, from my perspective, we need to look at how Jack has been playing and how he's been playing, doing so well and, and thinking, who do we put in that can play around Xhaka, that can keep Xhaka playing at this level and, 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 and keep our performances at the level they are? He, he really has become important for really has yeah to be honest as much as it pains me to say it from from previous reason but i've got over it a little bit um is that you know he is probably one of the first names in the team sheet and until we get something somebody better in that position uh, i don't think i don't think you cannot pick the guy uh, Shaq, the Shaq is guy. very much like um like me in this podcast underrated and underappreciated <laughs> <laughs> yes right yeah yeah, yeah, and he's yeah def- definitely underappreciated. Yeah, um, the last time we were asked a question similar to that, uh, myself and Dan Gunning were we were in Switzerland, and the Swiss TV asked us a, a question about Granite Shaka, and uh, we decided to do a Saliba song instead, which was easier than being uh, impolite. So, uh, Tony, da, 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 I did see that. But, I did have a chuckle. <laughs> <laughs> we were, we were honestly, Tony, we were. Yeah, well in, well in. Yeah, no, uh, funny enough, about... mate, I've seen the video. I don't need you to explain that to me. I could see how pissed you was. <laughs> oh, yeah. I, but it's just a theme, isn't it? It's just a theme. So North of the Derby comes off. It's an early kickoff on on um, on Saturday. Uh, yourself and your dad are, are coming over on Friday night, Alex. And you've booked the you've booked the, the double suite, haven't you? So, like, you know, the two-room yep. suite. Another trip yep. to Keating's house. <laughs> third time in a couple of months now yeah well you're gonna to to be paying poll tax and, and definitely electricity soon because the way it's oh, yeah, in this sure. like, you know, yeah. we're, we're gonna be charging utility utility yeah. charges um so you arrive in on friday uh where we'll have breakfast in the local cafe probably about half six half half eight and then um that down and head down towards um we might do the black stock might do the tolly but to be honest i want to get in the stadium reasonably early i want to get in the stadium about 11 11 15 when the stadium opens and get the atmosphere going like what we did when when you came down for which game was it you were down for the last one uh villa game villa game the villa game yeah and it was it was absolutely rocking it really gets going i think there's going to be a huge atmosphere there's there's a big appetite for people to get in early and and get the atmosphere going um there's a tfo beforehand with uh the ashburton army they're uh are asking people in block 24 and uh no block 25 and block 26 yeah. 25 and 26 to get in about 10, 15 minutes earlier. Got cards, they got uh, banners going up, they got flags. Uh, and I'm just uh, reading some notes coming through from there's currently a, a forum going on with the uh, Arsenal Supporters Association with the board. And they're actually saying Block 25 will soon, it's quite possible that it'll be removed from the family enclosure from January uh, to allow for, which I think is correct, um, to allow for the Ashburton Army to grow in that area because. You know, if you've got younger children, it may not necessarily be the, the right place to be. Tony, do, do you think that's a good idea? Uh, yes and no. Uh, I love the concept. I always think the family section should never have been near the away fans anyway. But mm. my only concern would be that if we create something in Block 25, come the cup games, and we lose a lot of that section behind the goal, where do they get put? Are they going to be split up and spread around the ground? Because then if so, that sort of loses... You know, for some of the bigger games, the cup games, that loses a big, big part of 
the atmosphere of, of what's becoming at, at the Emirates. Um, so the family side, I get, I under, completely understand. But my only concern would be that for the, for the big games, would they get split up and moved around the stadium? Mm. Yeah, no, I, I, I get that. And it's a good point, Trevor, don't you think? Um, what's your thoughts on if they did make it exclusively to adults uh, and, and no, like, not family enclosure in Block 25 to accommodate the Ashburton Army? Would, would they not move the, the family enclosure round a block the other way or something? Because it, it's, it's like Tony says, it's a bit of a catch-22 situation that you, you want the family enclosure because you need the youngsters. But you're loving what the Ashburton Army are doing, so you have to find a happy medium. You know, you have to mm. you have to satisfy everybody, and it's a big enough stadium to satisfy everybody. It shouldn't be difficult, especially with, um, uh, as I understand, the possibility of safe standing coming in. They should they should they should take that as an opportunity to put a safe standing in, have a massive rearrangement, and uh, and take it from there. But uh, you know, it's big enough for no one to suffer. There should be a family area and. And also, there should be room for their Mashburn Army lads because that 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 wonderful atmosphere that we're enjoying this season and towards the end of last season, it's we've all got to admit it is is is, is got a big part played by the Ashburn Army. You know, they've they've lifted it undoubtedly, and the players playing well has lifted it because we all watch players playing well, don't we? And 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 we all cheer that. But you know, this, it shouldn't be a problem. Though. It shouldn't be a problem. Do you think Apparently, there's a possibility? Um, Sorry, boys. Do you think there's a possibility of putting your away fans back in the upper tier? I'd love to see it. I'd love to see it, son, and I'd love to see him go in the corner where they can't be seen on the telly as well. So oh. that uh, no, I, I, I get that. Obviously, some away fans you have to have a section on the lower tier, don't you, for away fans? But if, when we first moved to the Emirates, you had a section in the upper tier that was for away fans only. Um, so you had some in the lower tier, some in the upper tier, so it was split. Do you think that's a possibility then going back to that again? Because you, all you need is a bit of netting over the top, wouldn't you, to stop them chucking Tony, things? Tony, it's a very interesting argument you make, mate. It's so interesting. And I get the ump about it a bit because the Arsenal, as we always do because we've got class, abide by the rules and we give the away fans a lower tier. But you look at the likes, springs to mind immediately, Manchester United. Or got Newcastle. And Newcastle. England. The Man Manchester have got a 73,000 stadium that they're going to expand and they're still coming up with excuses not to let away fans get in the lower tier. Absolute rubbish, mate. Absolute rubbish. Mm. Um, listen, we got a, a train strike in the UK uh, on that day. So I know it, it, for some, it's an early kickoff standing in in Canada, he's got a 4.30 a.m. kickoff and we've got people right around the world who will have different uh, different times. But the train strike is going to make a, a difference. I think there's a lot of people who can't get uh, get into the game. Um, you were worried about yourself, Alex, about trying to get to um, uh, get get to if it was going to like cancel the game completely at one point, weren't you? Yeah, there was talk, talks of it uh, going off completely, but luckily it's not. Um... I think you, you calmed me down a bit as well, Fergus, because uh, I was worried at one point that it was going to get called off. But luckily, it's, it, it doesn't seem like it is. Tony, what do you reckon the atmosphere is going to be like on, on Saturday then? Because, you know, early kickoffs in the past have been quite mild. Uh, you know, 
I, I, I temper that with when we went to Leicester away last season and we all thought, oh, Christ, half past well kickoff. Ramsdale done that um, save like nobody else could have done a 3-0 win and the place was rocking. And it's been rocking ever since. Do you think it's going to be rocking on, on, on Saturday? Yeah, I do for, for, for many reasons. One, obviously, because it's, it's Arsenal Tottenham. Um, for me, it's one of the biggest derbies in the country. I think it's, it's probably the biggest derby in the league by a country mile. Um, two, I think because of the, the international break we've just had, and then we obviously we missed the game at home with Everton, um, people are going to be like, you know, it's good to be back. It's been a long time. For me, I've not been to a game since since Leicester at home. I was on holiday, oh, wow. um, was due to obviously come back for Everton, that obviously cancelled, postponed because of, uh, you know, the death of the Queen. And then um, I just, time wasn't on my side for Brentford. So, the two games I've missed, is, you know, is, is, I'm itching to get back and I'm absolutely buzzing. And I'll, if I'm honest, I'm counting down the hours as we speak. Um, so for, for various factors, loads of factors and numerous reasons, I think it's going to be buzzing Saturday. I think it's going to be incredible. Mm. And I think should we should we produce a performance um, and, and most importantly get a win, I think you'll you'll see big scenes because I think people may, may see a different Arsenal. Um, obviously, cement cement being top of the league going into another week, um, and, it, and I think we'll just if we win, it's, it's the growing belief that we need. You know, if we can somehow get four or six points in these next two games, the belief and atmosphere around the place is going to be unreal. I agree. I agree. Well, what's your expectations of the game? Like, if, if, if who, <coughs> with Rich Allison and Conte. The shithousery that they can, the both can get up to, is what I worry about more than anything else. Um, and the way Son and Harry Kane worked, um, holding into a frenzy uh, in the game at the end of last season, I'm just worried. Like, will our players, you know, get their head in the game? And I know Trevor said that this is the side he first believes in that for a long time has um, <laughs> Uh, has has given him belief that they'll know what it's all about, but will they be mature enough uh, to deal with it? I think it's different different arguments. If, you, if we was going to Tottenham Stadium with the noise, the atmosphere, that uh, hostility potential, I think the game's completely different. At the Emirates, we're behind the team. You know, there's more. The North London derby for for vast majority of games is always favoured the home side. And I think the atmosphere and the fans play a big, big part in that. So players doing what they do at White Lane, I don't think they'll get away with it at the, the Emirates on Saturday. Um, and I think we turn up, we turn up with the right attitude. I see us winning. I think I honestly because I, I Tottenham have got a little bit of resilience, but I don't see them as as, as they've been boring and dull. And as long as we're not stupid like at Old Trafford and get caught on the counter attack, I think we can resist. And we've stand anything we've got to offer. I want to come back to that point, actually, Trev. While I got you on there, so what's what's your expectations of um, of the game, the lineup, and do you think that uh, our boys will have the cojones to, you know, um, stand up in this game? Oh, fuck, man! I'm agreeing with every word the big fella says again. It does my nuts. You're drunk. You're drunk. Week in, week out. <laughs> We do going back to Richarlison. Richarlison fits the Tottenham mould completely, doesn't he? He fits it perfectly, and that is a knob. He's a complete and utter knob, and he fits that Tottenham mould completely. And that does worry me a little bit. But what doesn't worry me is that I know for a fact that with the home crowd, 
And if we play to the best of our abilities with the team we've got available, we're never going to lose the game. We're never going to... If the referee's fair, if, if, if Kane don't get a penalty for his diving or Son don't get a penalty for his diving or Charlison don't get a penalty for his diving, then we're home and dry. We are, we're totally home and dry. And I'm so, I'm so happy with where we are as a football club. I've, I'm 60 years old. It's been a long time since I've, since I've gone into games thinking, yeah, we're all right. We are really, really all right here. So I've got no doubt if things go our way, just not, not the luck. We don't need luck. But if just the refereeing and everything goes our way as it should, we'll win the game this weekend. I'm uh, sure we'll win. Do you know what? No, go, 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 go. I was just going to say, following on from what Trevor was saying there, what what I tell us whether we're going to win the game or not is that first tackle. Do you remember last season at home, the first five minutes was a bit cagey. Song come across and Ben White clattered him and he got up and the whole crowd reacted. And that first tackle, if we win that first tackle and make sure we go through and we're ruthless in that first tackle, we'll win the game. Absolutely. And the, and the players did actually... The players so did actually good. lift themselves on on that sense. Uh, yeah. Alex, um, what player what player worries you, or which players worry you um, from a Tottenham point of view? Um, I mean, I hate the guy Richarlison, but he is a good player, um, and I think we're we're going to see him start. He's going to be starting, I think so, because I think Kulusevski yeah. is out, uh, possibly injured. Um, but yeah, I mean, I hate the Tottenham squad, but they are good players. Um, oh. The shit. Crap. Rubbish. <laughs> um, Heuberg, uh, I watched him play against France um, last weekend. He's a good player as well. He likes a good tackle. Who? 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 Heuberg. I can't even pronounce it. Danish. One thing I'm not too worried about is their defence. I don't think their defence is very good. Um, I mean, they've they've got that Romero guy who's he's pretty decent, but I don't I don't really rate uh, Eric Dyer, uh, Ben Davis, um, and then they've got on their wing backs they've got that Perisic guy. I don't think he's a good defender. He's pretty good going forward. Um, and then on the other side they've got I think Emerson Royale. He's been pretty shit this season. Um, but yeah, they've always got their attack fr- uh, front three. Kane, Son, uh, Richarlison. Alex. So, yeah. Alex. Alex. Listen, son. You shouldn't be. You shouldn't know this much about the Tottenham team. You shouldn't know this much about the Tottenham team because they're irrelevant to you, son. You're a gooner. You're one of us. Don't know so much about. Just the crap. The rubbish. And we are a better team this year, and we're going to beat them. I've never hey, heard I'm- of their players. Who are they? I am confident, yep. though, Trev. I am confident. Anyway, coming back to Alex, because he's made some really good points here before yes. the old man in the corner. <laughs> what Alex, what Alex, he's ordered another beer, so it's only going to get worse. <laughs> what, Alex was saying, what Alex was saying about their defence, I think he's spot on. I think they can get at uh, or be got at. Now, yeah. if you've got Martinelli with his pace and the tenacity in there, as good as Perisic may be or was once, he's now 34 mm. years old playing fullback. Yeah. Now I I watched Martinelli give the best fullbacks in the world, you know, the Liverpool fullbacks and this Trent, and that the best. Yeah. yeah. You know, he roasted Liverpool and you know Van Dijk and, and and Klopp both come out and praised him. Now if you've got the best teams saying that and Man City saying it about Martinelli, 
the likes of Session and Perisic, we shouldn't be worried about them. These boys are confident. Sure. And I'm telling you now, Bakayo Saka will score on Saturday because he's had so much stick. He's been given so much criticism. And he came on against England uh, for England the other day and he changed the good, game. Yeah. And that 10, oh, 15 minutes, that 10 wow. 15 minutes will give him that re uh, the reconfidence to, to go, do you know what? I am I'm Bakayo Saka and I'm making that World Cup place my own. Yeah. And he will score Saturday, mark my words. I, 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 I think I think I think it'll be the hero of the day if, if I'm honest, because uh, I was asked to say uh, for a Highbury squad, they asked me a couple of questions uh, about that thing, and I put a little clip to them, and I said um, that he'll be the hero of the day. Uh, the question uh, I have on my lips about, um, uh, and this is probably uh, about the manager, and I don't, I, I'm not questioning the manager because I actually support the manager, and I think we've got a great manager, but um, we went to Wide Hart Lane needing a point. Um, and we went all out to get three. Um, and maybe was that a mistake? We went to Old Trafford. Uh, we dominated the game. Uh, VAR didn't do us any favours. We got back to 1-1. Myself, Trev and everybody else who was up there thought the only people who are going to win this game is Arsenal. Uh, it went 2-1. And uh, Arteta made quick three very quick subs right together. Was that too quick, too soon? Uh it, it, this has got to be a huge test. Trev, I'll come to you in it because I know how passionate you are about Arteta and how positive you try to be about the side first. Um, it, it, this is a huge test on Arteta to see if his game management. Of, of course it is, Ferg. I mean, we spoke about the three substitutions, didn't we, at Manchester United? And, and we, we said we thought that maybe he was a bit naive, as were the rest of the team. But he's our manager. He made the decision that he thought was right, and, and we were unbeaten. So who's to argue? Who's to argue, Some, for, for, You know, I'll tell you as our manager. But he learns every game, much as we learn every game as fans about how our team plays. And every game we see different things. You know, we see Xhaka improving. We see Tony saying Saka's going to score a goal. We watch Saka come on the field against England and, and probably play the best he's ever played for England in the last few minutes on the right. So I've got absolutely no problem with anything about the Arsenal Football Club. Anything. And and I'll tell you what, Big Tone, this is a little, something between you and me, which you can expand off if you want, right? I, I am absolutely certain that when we go to Wyart Lane this year, or this season, excuse me, you and me, son, won't be leaving at the same time we did last season and having to take on that lot up Park Lane as we walked we will be there at the end, mate, because we will be proud of our side. That's what, that's how I think we've improved, mate, honestly. Come back, Tony. No, I think Trev's right, but I think that, that comes down to recruitment. Last season, um, we took a massive gamble in January with the striker. We thought he was signing Valuich, and quite clearly his agent used us. We went all guns. We went, you know, two feet deep, you know, to sign Valuich, didn't have a backup, and we took a gamble and I think that, that, that was part of the reason why we failed in our quest for Champions League football. But you look at the recruitment this season, the squad depth, uh, the unity, the togetherness of Arsenal, that failure last season has only, I think, inspired the Arsenal fan base and the Arsenal squad and the Arsenal manager to kick on. And that after, after Man City last season, there was a bit of a siege mentality in the Arsenal fan base because it, it was everyone against us. And that, that was the start of something. And the, the defeat to Newcastle and Tottenham, I think, is only inspired. And I think when you look back in a decade's time, that failure is going to be one of the biggest positives for Arsenal Football Club. Because we all learn in, in failure and defeat. It's not all about winning and success. 
people grow, the likes of Saka, Martinelli, they're all a year older. And that failure, I, I personally believe, from what I've seen so far this season, is what's inspiring this team. They are determined to put things right because they don't want to be seen to be the failures, the, 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 you know, the bottle jobs. And I think mm. looking back in a few years' time, you're going to go, do you know what? That was a pivotal moment for Arsenal and Mikel Arteta. No, no, That's valid point. point. And yeah. I suppose you, you could easily you could easily spin the Man United uh, triple substitution as if he had won uh, the game on that, he would have been a genius, wouldn't he? So, you know, it's just how things spin out. Alex, third, your thoughts on... Third, on third, sorry, Alex, sorry, Alex. Third, this is something. Alex, I'll see you on Friday, yeah? Bye. <laughs> sorry, Alex. Ferg, you've got to stop dwelling on that that triple substitution, son. I know it was a really important part of the game, and I know that we can all interpret it different ways. But it's why our manager felt was right at the time. And that's the end of it. That's it, you know. We should move on from it, mate, honestly. Because we have a top manager that all managers make mistakes. Will thought he made a mistake there. Yeah, it's done. Move on. This week, we're going to beat Tottenham. Mm. Alex, your thoughts before you get rudely interrupted again and Tony just about un- unmute himself. Uh, your, your, your thoughts on, on on the test that's ahead of the team, the he- test is ahead of the manager, and, and and finish it off with probably what you expect as your score prediction. Yeah, like um, it's just crazy how different our squad is compared to that last second last game of the season. Um, when I look at the squad, we had holding in there. We're going to have Saliba now there. Uh, we're going to have Jesus. Um, Partey is going to be fit and ready. I think we're just going to see such a different game compared to um, that loss at the end of the season. Um, I think we. I think um, it's going to be expected, but I think we're going to dominate the possession. Um, Spurs are going to be sitting back like they always do. Um, doesn't matter if they're playing Arsenal or Leicester or whatever. They'll always be sitting back um, going ready for the counter. Um, but I think uh, having Saliba is just going to be such such an important uh, factor for the game with his pace, um, uh, catching up to Son. Um, him versus Son compared to Holding versus Son last season is just going to yeah. be a game changer. Um, he, he's not going to be caught up and getting double booked. Um, and yeah, hopefully uh, Saka will score. Um Hopefully, Jesus will score. I don't really care. I just hope we win. Um, but my prediction is 3-1 uh, three, three, to Arsenal. Uh, Trev, before you fall over with the amount of drink you've been drinking while you've been on here, he's on a sixth pint. It's, not, it's still his first one. He's, um, still, he's, he's, he's ordered a second, but, but Paphos is, is not bothering to bring them one over because he knows he's going to be a problem. <laughs> I'm waiting for my next one to be delivered. My beautiful wife, Donna, is waving at me and saying, you're going to get a bite in a second, but he ain't coming. But I, uh, I agree. No, you, are you sure it's a wave? <laughs> I think it is. What's the, what is two well, fingers well, mean by that? Is that a wave? Is that a royal wave? Sir? Apparently, Sammy sent us a message that you better hurry up. Uh, because uh, your granddaughter even said to your message, said, you better help. Nanny's getting pissed on her own. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> she, I could see her drinking. Um, but oh, look, right, we, we've got to talk seriously about this game at the weekend, and, and Alex is right, right. I think Tottenham will score a goal because they've got they've got too many cheats not to score a goal. They've got Richarlison, they've got Kane, they've got Son, 
it will all drop at the touch of a fly, right? It will all drop at the touch of a fly. So you can expect them to get one goal. But I honestly think that we can score three against their defence. I really, really do think we can score three against their defence. What we've got running around up front with Saka, Saka on the one side and Odegaard ruling the roost and then Jesus. I, I, I honestly think we're going to win this game 3-1. I agree with, with Alex. There was a point I was going to make, but I've forgotten about it now. But what I'll do is I'll remember it in a minute and I'll cut someone off rudely. So I apologise. So you're going for 3-1. Tony, Classic. Uh, what's your, what's, what's your uh, prediction on, on the result of the game? Uh, I'm not going to do a score prediction because for me, it's going to be about the first goal. If we score first, we win it. And I think we win it comfortably. If we concede first, we've played into Tottenham's hands because they'll sit back, sit back and catch us on the counter-attack. We've got to be intelligent. We've got to be smart. And if we start the way we have done all season, I think we could punish them. Uh, and as long as we're sensible and intelligent, I think we may, may be enjoying ourselves Saturday night. Could we I've emulating? Remembered. I've remembered. I've remembered the the big ladders job the old man's memory. Fergus, <laughs> funny, funny enough, he's got the light bulb above his head. Look. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear! Oh no! The, the big ladders has reminded me right. We did get turned over at Manu, didn't we? We were naive, got caught on a break, and and our defence just looked a bit ordinary as they went through us. But I honestly think that Arteta is the kind of bloke that has learned from that. He won't get caught again like that. He will not get caught again like that. We won't get caught on a break against Tottenham because we live and we learn and we've learned our lesson. And if I score one, it'll be through cheating, but we'll score three. I'm with Alex all the way, mate. I'm with you all the way, mate. Three, one. Uh, I'm 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 going to go 2-1. I'd love us to emulate the the ladies and do 4-0 or even the other 18s and do 4-1. It'd be not it'd be fantastic to get four goals and score 12 goals against Tottenham on all levels in a week. That would be just I'd love you know, to really punish them this Saturday of all Saturdays. Really punish them. I yeah, hope we expose them. Would, yeah. Yeah, boys, exactly that. Boys, boys, there you go. Thank you, mate. Hello. Yeah. Yeah, there we he's go. all shown off now. He's showed off now. He, he, he's 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 bilingual or cunnilingual or something like that, isn't he? So yeah. What does that mean? Yeah. I'm not saying what that means on here. If you don't know that, um, you've got a problem. <laughs> um, <laughs> listen, some of the other topics that I wanted to really touch on very briefly, which was um, the Bodo tickets, uh, just generally ticketing in, in total in in entirety. Uh, I know Trev uh, finally got a ticket to go to Bodo, and you were impressed by not not the, not not by the start of how the experience was, but the ultimate uh, goal is you got your ticket to go to Bodo. Yeah. Uh, yourself and Terry are going there, and the club did step up. But the, um, I got some stuff coming through on here. There's there there's a big movement on ticket touts. Uh, they're going to try and look at um, third uh, third party sites, and people have been referred to. Um, if somebody had to buys a ticket from, I don't know, StubHub or whatever, I'm just using an example, but a third-party site, and they're referred to the um, the ticket office, 
Uh, the season ticket holder's name will be noted and they'll get a 10-year ban. Uh, they're also doing more things with collecting and they've done this in Bodo, Trev. You've got to collect your ticket in person. You've got to go and see an Irish guy in the Hilton, give him two pints of lager, £20 <laughs> a pint, and he will give you the instructions of how to get that ticket. <laughs> I just read it on Twitter. If it's on Twitter, it's got to be true, Trev. Um, your thoughts on, on, on the Bodo experience and, and, and generally ticketed in, in, in total? Uh-huh. Arsenal went from lowest of the low to top of the top tonight to that, this week, mate. In that, there was the t- there was only four hundred odd tickets for sale for Bodo, but they've brought in this new regime of you have to collect your tickets in the country away when you're there. So they're trying to help people like us out that may not have enough credits to get tickets, which is, is great, admirable. But what they did was when all the tickets didn't sell out at a certain level. They said that they weren't going to lower them, and they actually said to me that they may send some back. I was speaking on the phone to someone from Arsenal ticket office that said they're not going to lower the level of um, of, of the credits, and they're going to send some back, which it made me really angry. It made me really angry because people like myself, we go to the games, and we should have a right to get those tickets. But in fairness to the Arsenal, and this is where it counts, you see, I didn't shout and scream at them. I had a conversation with them. And the following day, they decided, I'm not saying it was me that did it, it was probably a multitude of people complaining, decided that they would lower the credit level and uh, give us tickets to go to the game. So we're going to Bodo. And if he keeps laughing, I'm going to be him when I see him. That big lad. For no, once, for once Trev, I'm not laughing at you. One of his kids or his wife nearly walked in on the camera, didn't realise she was live. Uh, <laughs> my, my daughter walked in and said, who's that silly old man talking rubbish? Don't you talk about Fergus like that. Don't you talk about our first like that. But no, in all, in, in all seriousness, just to finish off, the Arsenal did, they decided they were going to lower the credits and sell them to proper fans. And they even rung me up and said, you know, we've got a ticket reserved for you. You've now reached the level. And we understand the conversation with you. So they turned it around. And that's all we ask as fans. They listen to us. And sometimes when we're right, they see common sense. And that's what they've done. So we're off to Bodo to watch the Arsenal. Uh, interestingly, um, r- randomly, 500 tickets um, for any away game uh, will be held back. Uh, for a collection in person, up to 500 tickets. So I think they're just trying to stop. Like, you know, listen, we I don't have enough away points and I, I've got some good friends who help me out. And I'm going to um, uh, PSV on on the strength of that. And it's the risk I run that if I don't get the ticket because I have to pick it up in person, that person's not there. It's the risk I take and I lose that. But they're trying to stop. Okay, it, it, I'm a genuine fan who's going, but they're trying to stop a quid as you said uh, uh before and even even a few hundred quid you know um us four on here and and the other people who have been on on the podcast in the past have all more or less stuck to like you know get yourself a beer but once it starts getting beyond that you know 10 or 15 quid it starts getting problem is Fergus like life though isn't it it's, it's it's always the minority that ruin it for the rest the majority will it be giving it to genuine fans it. will be giving it to their mates who are genuine fans for face value just whatever but there's always a small small minority that will will you like you say you know I've bought tickets before and my mates have given me an extra five or ten or whatever you know for petrol or 
you know, I've been London, yeah. you know, me and my mate have just paid 45 quid for Leeds away each. Um, again, I begrudgingly paid it. Uh, you know, I'm quite a principal guy, but when people start sticking more and more and you think, well, it's just, it's just a, a tat, it's just a way of making money and, and genuine fans are missing out um, because, you know, they're, they're selling it to the highest bidder. Um, You're going up with George, aren't you? I'm going up, yeah, going up, well, yeah. going up with two George. Going up with quite a few yeah. Georges. <laughs> yeah, he asked me if I was going. And I said, no, it's my wedding anniversary. So I turned down the opportunity for a ticket. Okay, so why are you not going? I, I was speaking to my wife en route to uh, um, drop me off at the station for uh, Brentford. And she's gone out to, she does different classes and stuff on different days of the week. And she had one on that Sunday. I said, all oh, right. So they've got one next Sunday. I said, no, I meant the next one's on October the 16th. And I went, oh, our wedding anniversary. So are you going? She went, yeah. I went, oh, you turned down leads for the year. <laughs> so there we go. <laughs> Guys, listen, um, you've been watching uh, an Arsenal podcast by, I get my words out. You've been watching an Arsenal podcast by Arsenal fans, for Arsenal fans. Before old man Trev falls over, uh, totally inebriated, uh, we're going to sign off and uh, we, we will... Are we signing off already? Are we signing off already? We've not spoken about the... We're going to Bodo though, after the Tottenham game. Why haven't we mentioned Bodo in the Arctic Circle? Yeah, but yeah. Alex, I, see, I've, I've, had a, I've only made one note tonight. It was to ask Alex this question, right? All, yeah, you, all you northern Scandinavians and all that, Alex, were saying about how oh, uh, hard you are with the cold and all that. I've looked at the weather forecast for Bodo next week in the Arctic Circle. It's not going to drop below freezing, Alex. It's not going to drop below freezing. I'm not even going to take me long, Johns. I might even take a pair of shorts. What's You're lucky you're coming early. <laughs> come, come January, mate, or December, you're going to be freezing your tits off. <laughs> no, we won't, though. We won't because we're there next week. So. <laughs> yeah, that's what I mean. You're lucky. It's, well, it's am, I going to see, am I going to see the Northern Lights, Alex? Is there a chance? Uh, yeah, not if you've been drinking yeah. as much drink as you've been drinking now. Even even Heath is asking how many how many pints have you had? <laughs> well, I won't drink as much there, will I? It's about fifteen pound a pint. Well, you, that you, didn't you, put us off. That didn't put some of us off in St. Gellin, did it? You're not wrong. I was carrying you all night, Davis. No, I got a cab. <laughs> if you just have to drink enough beer, and you see the the Northern Lights. Yeah, you're not wrong. Yeah, that's the thought. Yeah. That's the yeah. fault. Oh, well, yeah. Oh, so that's it. We're going to beat Tottenham. Have a nice trip to Bodo. What is Bodo's I'm doing this because I'm going to show you a picture. Right, there's a picture of my daughter. She'll kill me. And that's with the Community Shield, the Premier League, and the FA Cup. And the reason why I'm showing you that, it's a while since we've done that. Um, and getting back to where we started, uh, Ben, Luke, and Gary pictured with the exact same thing and that's the one when oh, I saw that photo oh, oh, that's oh, the one that got it. me man stop so, it man listen we're just thinking of you guys um, and we're gonna go away with this God bless
an Arsenal podcast by Arsenal fans, for Arsenal fans, guns and yellow ribbons. If you like what we do, click on the um, subscribe on YouTube. Uh, we do it for fun. We do it because we're Arsenal fans. Uh, nothing more, nothing less. Guys, uh, thanks for watching. Ferg, I love you, son. I love you, son. <laughs> we love you too, Trev. It, it, that reduces me to tears, and tonight it reduces me to tears for a reason that we all know about. God bless you all. God bless you. Fair play. T, thanks, mate. See you Saturday. No worries, boys. Take care. Yeah. Alex, see you Friday. Bring money. Yeah, see you in 24 hours, mate. <laughs> Al- Al- Alex, just a... If you end up meeting my mate Georgie, boy, tell him to buy me a beer. I will, mate. I will. I promise. All right, then. And Trev, get back and, and take care of that decent wife of yours. She's she's the, she's the yeah. best side of you. So, like, she's, you know. She's, she's looking at me now. She's looking at me now. And I'll tell you what, mate, I'm such a lucky man. She's a beautiful woman, beautiful face, beautiful heart. Looks she'll be asleep in 10 up. minutes. I know. If he carries on drinking, she'll be off with Panos. <laughs> There's a reason you know why he's coming over. You know what? <laughs> She's, proper laughing now. She's proper laughing now. She's proper laughing at you two. Uh, I don't like swearing on you. I do not like swearing on you, but big thing, you're a wanker. <laughs> You've been listening to Guns and Yellow Ribbons, an Arsenal podcast by Arsenal fans for Arsenal fans. Follow us on Facebook at Guns and Yellow Ribbons and Twitter at Guns and Ribbons. And remember to rate and review us too.